ready? Let's kick it off. Committed to the G right now. And now, here's your host, the one, the only, Murph Baldwin. Yo, what's up, people? Man, I want to get down to the brass tacks of the matter uh, because I wanted to get some of this content out to you tomorrow. The gracing quartet of Kenyatta Watson, Owen Papo, Wanya Morris, and Kevin Harris will be committing. So I just wanted to talk about uh, some of those gentlemen there because I believe that if Georgia were to land a couple of these guys, if they land a couple of these guys, uh, it could absolutely be huge um, just for a certain amount of factors, a myriad of factors. Uh, but first, man, make sure you get on that Patreon, man. I can't stress it enough. You want to see some good content, some good quality content, hit that Patreon up, patreon.com slash committed to the G. So you can see some of the exclusive film study stuff that I'm giving out there. I'm dishing out that quality content, giving out that good work. You know what I'm saying? The fat folks out there in the hood know about that good work. So I got I got the work, <laughs> good work, man. You know what I mean? Shit, I got it for cheap too, man. Anything counts, man. Hit your boy up. $5, $10, it don't matter. A dollar, just support the movement so we can continue to move forward with it. You know what I'm saying? So that's patreon.com slash committed to the G. But, man, uh, first and foremost, before we get to that, man, um, wanted to talk about the rest of the draft. You know, obviously, last time you guys heard me, we were on the three picks in the first round. Sonny Michelle, Isaiah Wynn, and our man Roquan Smith. Uh, beyond that, man, we jumped off in the second round with my man Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb going to the Browns. I like that, man. Replacing Isaiah Crowell. Um, how about that? You know, yeah, history repeats itself, right? I would say. Well, really, our man TG3 replaced Crowell, but, you know, Chubb came uh, pretty soon thereafter and uh, helped when Isaiah Crowell should have been balling out with them dogs. Man, I really love me some Isaiah Crowell, man. I think that he was extremely underrated. Well, I guess he wasn't that underrated. He was a five-star pick. But even in the NFL, I think that he can do so many things, man. Uh, I think he's a lot more explosive than people give him credit for. But Nick Chubb's in that same vein, man. I think Nick Chubb's going to kill it in a Hugh Jackson offense. Obviously, we know about the power and the balance and the versatility as far as uh, being a zone runner and also being able to um, navigate some of those gap and man blocking schemes as well. Uh, Nick, Nick Chubb will lower his shoulder, man, and get after it too. So that that's a lost art in the NFL, I feel. Everybody's a lot a lot finesse, and Nick Chubb is definitely not finesse. You know, there's a p finesse part of his game. He make you miss as well. But more than likely, he's going to be more of a slasher or one of those balanced-type running backs. So see him in that Hugh Jackson offense, that's going to be dope. Uh He's going to be paired up with Carlos Hyde. So, man, Carlos Hyde and, and Nick Chubb, I feel bad for whoever has to tackle those cats for um, uh, a stretch of four quarters. Also, Duke Johnson, you know, be kind of your uh, middle middle man there. You know, catch the ball out of the backfield type cat. So, that I, I really am going to enjoy the Cleveland Browns. And shout-outs to Baker Mayfield as well. Also, Lorenzo Carter going to the Giants. I believe they will be – the Giants, after traditionally honestly running one of the better gap schemes of the past 20 years uh, when they had cats like Justin Tuck, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, Michael Strahan, all these guys that are, are, are gap players. I believe they will be now switching to a base 3-4 alignment, and I think that's why the pick of Lorenzo Carter is good for them. Although I think Lorenzo Carter will be the truth as a 4-3 DE as well. But we'll have to see. I, I guess that's the rumors out there because they got the, um, I believe, one of the linebackers coach. I believe James Batcher. He was at the Arizona Cardinals. 
uh, the past few years. And obviously they're a three, four base team. So that that is the presumption is that they will be switching over to the odd front as well. So Lorenzo Carter, man, he can get work right away. Um, I, I like to see him really show himself, you know what I'm saying, to rep, rep that GC, rep that Gwinnett County to the best of his ability. I was dumbfounded and speechless at times with him in college, although he did do some good, good things. I thought it would absolutely dominate. You don't get that. You're not that big and that athletic and that well put together, man. It just can't dominate, you know? So maybe the college game wasn't some guys do better in the pros than they did in college. And I suspect he may be one of those guys. So we'll see what the work ethic is like. Um, obviously being in the business, you have some, some insider type stuff. And I was always told that, you know, He's kind of a flighty kind of cat, you know. Maybe he doesn't have his head on straight, not from a standpoint that he'll get in trouble or anything like that, but I don't know. Like, how much does he really love the game? Is he really putting in that effort to be that type of player that he has been in the past, especially in high school? You know, some of these kids get in high school and they can't separate the fact that, man, we're up a different level. A lot of these cats are on my level that I'm going up against, whereas when he was in Norcross, nobody was on his level. So we'll see. And now we're going to the third level where everybody's on your level and you may not be on their level. So it's always levels to this. You get what I'm saying? So I'll be interested to see what my man Lorenzo Carter's doing right there. Also, from there, you had, man, who was it? I'm trying to do this off the rip. I don't know. I know I just was feeling disappointed. I feel like not enough cats were drafted for as good of a program as Georgia is, but man, it was top heavy. So you got to go from there. But seeing like the amount of people from the state of Georgia being drafted, uh, if you guys could check that out, if you guys was just watching the draft and you know a lot of these guys, like, you know what I'm saying, like the cat from Colorado State, Michael Gallup, the people from that, Orlando Brown, and Arden Key, and all these guys. So it was a ton of Georgia people represented, but the, as far as the University of Georgia, um, I believe after that, it was Javon Wims. Yeah, Javon Wims was drafted by the Bears in the seventh round. So that makes, what, six six players? So, I mean, it is what it is. We know that on the upcoming upcoming draft, maybe not next year. Man, next year actually might not be that good at all if you're really thinking about it. Um, but, yo, the following years after that is going to be phenomenal. At least you would have to think, you know, can't really co-sign and say right now, but you would have to imagine that the amount of talent that Georgia has at two seasons from now that the draft will be off the chain. So then from there, it'll just be easy pickings every year. You should see nine, 10 players drafted because Georgia's going to have it just like that. So, but man, to me, I was disappointed for the fact that it could have been, it should have been double digits. If we're going into a draft right now, you're saying Dominic Sanders, Dominic Sanders was my favorite player on the team. I tell you all the time. Now I wasn't even talking to the mic all the way. Let me, let me get a little closer so you can hear this. Dominic Sanders, somebody playing a single high safety the way this kid is, the way he can track the ball in flight, um, the type of range that he has, the type of impact plays that he has, man. He can high point the ball, got some leaping ability out there. Um, he can hit. He can play flat duty. We saw him with a little bit of versatility this year, running those hook curls, running the flat routes uh, with flat duty out there. Uh, he could, I believe he could cover man-to-man if, if necessary as well, maybe on a slot receiver. Um, not big enough to really work tight ends, but savvy enough to work tight ends. You tell me he wasn't going to get drafted, man, I'd have been like, man, get the F out of here. You know what I'm saying? 
it, it's unbelievable, unbelievable to me. So I know that he timed poorly. At least I was told he timed poorly. I forget exactly what he ran. And um, he didn't get it in at the combine. I don't know, man. I have to think. I have to wonder about that. Also, John Atkins. I thought John Atkins was a serviceable player, serviceable player when he was at Georgia, um, working from a one to three. You know, I think at the very least, man, he's he's a he's a he could be a a bit of a space eater, not necessarily from his size, but just from a technique standpoint, being able to um have him at least tilt. You know, you can tilt him, have him man a couple of def- defend a couple of um offensive linemen, and then I'm sorry, you can. Yeah, you can tilt him, have a man, a couple of offensive lines. You can you can free up cats, you know, free up your Roquan Smiths and stuff like that. Good to see that he signed with the Patriots, but I thought he was a draftable player. So um, I know that the Patriots will get the most out of him. If he is an NFL player, the Patriots, <laughs> the Patriots will reveal that. I will tell you that. And then on to the biggest conundrum of them all. If you told me three or four years ago or three years ago when I wrote, remember doing a story on Trent Thompson, I think at the time I was working for Saturday Down South. And I was writing how how good I thought this cat was going to be. I saw him plenty of places. And I was like, man, you can't be that big and that athletic and and, and that powerful. That powerful. He's just absolutely dominate, especially on like the cam circuit and stuff like that. Um, and some of those all-star games, I still remember remember a lot of that stuff. Man, it's still fresh. It feels it feels like he hadn't even been in college that long. But if you told me this cat would I think he was the number one player in the entire country. If you told me he wasn't going to get drafted, man, I'd have been like, man, you've got to be smoking, dog. Like, what are you smoking? Like, give me some of that so I can sell it. Like, but, man, this cat didn't get drafted. He signed with the Browns, but Trent Thompson not being drafted? I'll tell you what, man, between – no, nah, I can't even compare him to, like, a Robert Kimdichie because at least Kimdichie was a first-round draft pick. He was just later. But not getting drafted lets you know that – there was some stuff going on there that was that was hidden. You know, the NFL is going to uncover that stuff when they send those guys, these teams send those those personnel people out there to try to uncover the truth. I'm pretty sure there were some things that were told. There were some things that I was told about it that that seemed kind of alarming. I don't know. I don't want to be repeating some of this stuff because if it's not true, I ain't putting out some bullshit. You know, I ain't that type of person. A lot of these guys like to talk. They don't even talk to nobody, but they'll put out some stuff that's untrue, and then they get their ass slapped in the face, and then. They, then they all they teeth come out, man. Punch in your face, knock your teeth out, like my man Casanova would say. So I don't know, but man, that that that's curious. I'm curious on that one. Jeb Blazerfish not getting drafted. He should have been drafted. Davin Bellamy. Now Davin Bellamy, somebody. I don't know. I tell you what, man. One thing that I do believe in is karma. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was out there bad living that lifestyle before and karma caught up to me on some stuff before I know it'll catch up to somebody like that. To me, when you tell somebody like Baker Mayfield to humble themselves and then you make a shirt about it, like how humble is that? You know what I'm saying? You're going to profit off of talking trash about this cat and trying to make a shirt off him. I don't know. As soon as I saw that bad boy, I was like, I don't know. I I thought he's going to get drafted to the Browns. That's what I thought. But man, he ain't even get drafted. And then Baker Mayfield ends up going to number one pick. I don't know. Somebody was humbled in this particular situation, and it was not Baker Mayfield. But, man, Devin Bellamy put in work. Very versatile player. Uh, to me, he's better against the run than he is against the pass, than he is um getting after the quarterback. So that's the premium to me. I remember 
always comparing him to Jordan Jenkins. And to me, Jordan Jenkins with the New York Jets, he's not exactly lighting the world on fire, but he's a lot like he was in, in college. He's very good against the run, very versatile. Uh, he can he can float shallow zones if necessary, but uh, he's he he's best served maybe kind of setting the edge or, or, you know what I mean, and, and working behind in the backfield, trying to get to the backfield, getting the ball clear. I think he had like three sacks last year, so maybe that's Devin, Davin Bellamy's game, but I tell you what, he's just lucky he wasn't drafted to the Browns and Baker Mayfield was there because then we would have seen how humble you can get when that man's having you. <laughs> no, nah, I can't say that, man. Y'all going to get me in trouble out here. I don't know who I'd get in trouble from, though, because this is all my shit now. So I don't know. But anyway, so, yeah, man, so all those cats to me, man, should have been drafted. Aaron Davis, I, I can I can live without him being drafted. I thought he was serviceable at best. You know, but these other guys that I named, Jet Blazevich included, to me should have been drafted. But it just goes to show you how tough of a process this is. And I tell people all the time when they're at certain schools or, or some of the guys, some of the kids that I've mentored and uh, and talk about making their pick, you want to play. This is a short window of opportunity. And a lot of these people will forget about you, man. You're not playing ball. It just I used to laugh when people talk about the semi-pro circuit because, man, I'm – out there playing semi-pro ball, and there was all kind of cats out there that played in college that just nobody remembers anymore. You can go look at the average roster for the past two or three years and look, and none of these cats are playing ball. These cats are like 24, 25 years old, and they're done. They don't know what to do. Have a, a college education or, or, or somewhat close to a college education. At least they spent time in college. But then it's back to like, man, you're going to have to try to do something totally different. CFL ain't it. You know, you could go try to play semi-pro or, or some of these feeder leagues and stuff like that. But for the most part, these cats be done. Done. I'm telling you, donezo. So get while they're getting is good, you know. Get while they're getting is good. You can't always make a, a, a pick with your heart. Sometimes you got to be smart about it, man. There's a lot goes into it, man. This is a business. Kids don't understand that, you know. Not everybody's built to play at the University of Georgia. You may want to play there. And it, and, it, and it sounds good and dandy, but you're also going to be playing there with about a hundred other cats that are uh, that are at your level or probably surpass surpass your level. So ain't all roses out there, you know what I'm saying? Ain't all roses out there. So I don't know. That's my spill on that. I'm still I'm still kind of angry about Dominic Sanders, man. Somebody get me in touch with Dominic Sanders, man. I want to talk to that cat, man. Keep your head up, homeboy. Uh, you the truth to me, so. Uh, I remember talking about Dominic Sanders and talking about his range and stuff like that with, uh, man, I forget the cat he used to play. He's one of my cats that used to play receiver at the University of Florida. And he kind of tweeted at me. We were talking about, I guess he was kind of comparing him to, to Malik Hooker. That's what I, I think he was watching Ohio State game. And I said something about Malik Hooker's range and, and comparing him to Dominic. I just think that the size difference, Dominic's not a big guy. And a guy like Malik Hooker is a perfect safety type even though they have very similar skill sets so we'll see man we'll see dominic could get hey falcons man get his uh, get ricardo allen up out of there his little ass and put dominic sanders there at the single high safety that would be dope i don't as of as of the recording of this podcast i don't know exactly who dominic sanders signed with so i'll be on the lookout for that but man hopefully it'll be the falcons that'll be dope see him wherever but definitely to be able to see him um all the time here in atlanta all right, so moving on to, to cats like that. Uh, yeah, Tresman Marshall. 
2019 athlete. I believe he'll be a linebacker at Georgia, although he could run the ball. I remember first uh, thinking about him running the ball. You know, I do that, do those um work with the running backs and stuff like that. I remember trying to have some people get me in touch with him, but he's way out there. I don't even know what it's, you know what I'm saying? I can't even spell where he live at. <laughs> I'm from the GC, baby. I don't know nothing about Southern, South Georgia, nothing like that, man. I don't even go anywhere, baby. I just hang out in the GC, baby. But I like his skill set, man. I, th- I think that he could be a bit of a thumper. I think that Georgia's going to be getting guys in. Like, everybody's going to be Roquan Smith. Like I said before, he's going to be your icon player. Everybody's going to want to be like, oh, man, I got to go in. Uh, linebacker you. He's one of the guys that can make a linebacker you. Also, obviously, Alabama will have a, a, a huge case for that as well because, to me, they've had way more success at the linebacker position. But to me, Roquan, something about Roquan exceeds – or matches like a, what C.J. Mosley did, very on par with like a Reuben Foster. I think a lot of the kids I talk to always talk about Reuben Foster, including including somebody like a Roquan Smith. But if you talk to J.J. Peterson and these guys, they often mention a Reuben Foster. So he, he caught everyone's attention. I think Roquan does that as well. So same thing with Tresman Marshall. I believe that he saw Roquan and saw the success of that and some of these other guys and, and, and bit the bullet. So that's a good pickup there. Uh, a lot more physical than like a Roquan. I have to see his measurables. I, I think he was he six about six one or something like that. But he's a thick six one, you know, like six one two forty. So build him in, build him out. You know what I say, man. Eventually, move on to an even front scheme. You're gonna have yourself a true middle linebacker, or if you keep running that base eye, you have yourself a thumper on the inside, strong side inside linebacker. Uh, that would be him. Pair him up with like a Nate McBride. You know, Nate McBride's a guy be a weak side inside linebacker. And wrong sideline to sideline, but you need to keep someone like Nate McBride on cover, or you won't see Nate McBride. Like that's just his playing style. He's not a physical player for the fact that he'll he'll um he'll disperse blocks. You know what I mean? So it ain't happening. So you have to like how the 2019 class is developing uh, with my man William Bill Norton, and then Tresman Marshall come in in the past however many weeks, past a month or so. So that'd be pretty cool. But moving on, man, to the main event of the evening, the Grayson Quartet that I mentioned before, uh, Owen Papo, Wanye Morris, Kenyatta Watson, and Kevin Harris. Um, Obviously, I don't know how much I can talk about Kevin Harris. To me, Kevin Harris should definitely be a bulldog. That, that, That goes without saying, especially when you're building out that pass rush university. Um, Brenton Cox, we've seen the guys going on. You know, I already feel about DeAndre Walker, Malik Herring, and all these guys that are already on campus. Kevin Harris would have been that guy, man. And Kevin Harris, I think, is such an athlete, but still kind of raw that maybe you could have sat him for a year and have him develop in and would have put some space in between those guys. So I, I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? So obviously he won't be a dog. I know where he's going, and um, it's going to be pretty dope. So. Uh, I can work with that, but I don't know. You never know how stuff ends up. Uh, Owen Papo, that's what everybody wants to talk about. We should be talking about Kenyatta Watson, to be honest with you. I tried to tell you all years ago about this kid, and now it's starting to come to fruition. Everybody wanted to be like, oh, you and his dad are really good friends and all this and that, and you and Coach K this and that. But I told you, I don't give a rip. This is what I do for a living, homie. I evaluate players, and football is my thing. You know, the evaluation of it 
being a journalist, I'm completely unbiased in whatever I do. So I don't ever want nobody to ever think that any type of relationship that I have with somebody that would impede me being able to do my job because it's not. I told you this kid could play. I did countless things on him, all kinds of film type stuff. Now you can see him winning DB MVPs and stuff like that. And he's a almost six foot three cornerback. Now tell me this shouldn't been to me to be the number one player on the dogs board. Uh, it's not from any fault of the dogs. I will say that though. I will say that though. The dogs recruiting him extra hard. Mel Tucker, everybody's putting that full court press on him. At least they were, but he just never bit. I think it was too little, too late. They waste. They um kind of slow played him. You know, it was something that you had to have seen before because you can't really slow play a cat like that who has like forty five offers and you come and you're offer number forty two. <laughs> you know what I mean? it's tough. It's tough, even though you are the home state kid. You know, I say home state because he's originally, uh, I believe, from Florida. But he's been up here long enough now, so to where that probably shouldn't matter. But to me, Kenyatta is just somebody who wants to do something different. So uh, his decision will definitely be different than the norm of what we've seen from kids that come from this area. Wanye Morris, I put everybody on him. I had him on the, the show before. I believe he may have been on a scout in the South spinoff of this show. Uh, Wanye is just a freak. There's no two ways about it. He's just a freak. But to me, you got a grip of freaks now that are all pretty young. They're all pretty much Wanye's age. And maybe a little bit of separation in them, but I think that the tackle spots will be good for the next however many years. So maybe it's not. it doesn't make sense from that standpoint for Wanye to attend the University of Georgia. But definitely expect him to be playing for an, for a rival, you know what I mean, uh, a division rival. So I would I would say that. Also, who are, who do we have left? Oh, yeah, the, the main event, I guess, will be your man Owen Papo. So Owen Papo, obviously, he fits the scheme about as, about as good as it gets if you're going to compare him to a Roquan Smith. Believe it or not, it's – Athletic as Roquan is, I think Owen Papo is a better athlete, believe it or not. I uh, wonder about the size and how big um, Papo can get. He seemed to be a lot more developed muscularity-wise than a Roquan Smith, but he's still just not that big. Uh, he may top out like 210 pounds. My athlete, Steel Chambers, is bigger than him. Uh, you know, they're, running, they're the same age, 2019 kids, and, and Steel's a running back, you know. Steel's going to be a running back at Ohio State, so let you know. I wonder how someone like Papo could be if he ended up being 230 pounds. I suspect he can get in the 220s, the mid-220s, kind of like a Roquan, but we'll see because to me he's just – like to me Roquan looked kind of skinny or he was kind of – he wasn't even that in good shape to me when he was coming out of high school. Papo is the complete opposite. Papo could enter the NPC, the natural physique physique competition and and kill it there. He's he's very well put together at this particular stage, being 17 years old. So, um, is he going to the University of Georgia? Obviously, I know the other pick. I'm not gonna. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I really don't know what to say. Um, I will say at this particular point in time that anything's possible. Uh, on the eve of the announcement, I've known the pick here for the last couple of months so if it's still holding true which i believe it is then i might not get good news i will put it that way 
may not get good news if you're a dog fan. But, however, I leave room for it to be wrong because I love to see him uh, play at the University of Georgia. And I will tell you this, man. I, I've known about 25 different picks from, from OP. <laughs> you know what I mean? OP had me doing all kind of different edits and stuff like that back in the day. So he's like the, uh, a plethora of teams, you know. I remember every other month it seemed like he liked a different team. So if he doesn't pick the dogs tomorrow, I would still watch out for him. But I will say this, the cat that's recruiting him is a monster um, at the place that that um, I was told that he would be going. And this guy has been a monster at that particular position. So we'll see. We'll see. Like I said before, anything is possible in recruiting. I don't even like recruiting, to be honest with you, too much. <laughs> if you knew a lot of the things that I know, you'd be kind of numb to it as well, man. It's just one of those high-stakes games, man, where there's a lot of a lot of bullshit involved, a lot of bullshit-type people. And I don't know. I just don't get a good feeling around that recruiting stuff. So what I do like doing is, man, is those film studies. I like breaking the stuff down for you, talking about the team, uh, even evaluating the guys and stuff like that. But I don't like the whole recruiting aspect of it. Even the guys who cover recruiting, a bunch of wankster nerds, you know. I tell you what, man, being around some of these cats who are high-stakes cats, being around like an OP or, or Kenyatta Watson the second, uh, and still chambers, all these guys with all these offers. Can you imagine being in their shoes, man? Imagine, like, if you're at a site like 24-7 that have, like, two or three recruiting reporters. Rivals have two or three recruiting reporters. This is just for the dogs. So just think about Georgia and 24-7 Georgia that scout. You'll have one or two people or whatever doing that. Then you have some of these offshore sites that nobody ain't really ever heard of, but they want to do recruiting, you know? They're probably not even paying the people that work there, but they want to contact these kids on Twitter or, or, or try to get their numbers and stuff like that. You have two or three of those type of sites. That's just one damn fan base or one one team covering one team. So then multiply that. You had the same thing if they're being recruited by Ohio State. Same thing if they're being recruited by Notre Dame or if they're being recruited by Florida State. You know, like these people are getting – bothered all the time all the damn time all the time so a lot of these kids just like to get it over with but some of these kids really love that attention and some of these guys tomorrow i would i would pay attention to that because to me like this should have been over with a long time ago so i wonder if it'll stick just for the fact that they waited all this time and got all of that out of their system into the fact that you know what i want to get this done and i want to go about my senior season and have that be the last be be what it is because I believe all these kids are early enrollees as well. So we'll see about that. But it's not over until the fat lady sings, but we'll see. Uh hopefully Owen pits the dogs, but and going by my count right now, ain't looking good. It ain't looking good. All right. But thank you guys. What is looking good though is that Patreon for the cats that are on it. You get some of this exclusive content. Man, this got some exclusive stuff on it, man. I may should make this a Patreon only podcast and then some of you cats wouldn't be able to hear shit like this you know what i mean but i got more and more of that coming there's a lot more stuff coming down the pipe with some of these big time georgia um athletes and obviously i got a lot of access to these cats and i know where most of them are going to school at so if you if you like that type of thing but but if you like being able to be in the know you like the lingo having some stuff i know you cats be out there be biting my shit 
and taking it to your friends and stuff like that. It's all good, man, if you're part of that Patreon because we all family. But if you know what I'm saying, if you just listen to this, you bite my shit and you repeating it somewhere else. If I see you, I'm going to knock you out. I'm going to punch you in your face and knock your teeth out. Like my man Cass said. So, all right. <laughs> but I appreciate you listening. Patreon.com slash committed to the G. Your boy Murph Baldwin. And I am out. Peace. I don't know what it is. But this two-time music. <laughs> it just does something to me. Punch you in your face. I knock your teeth out. Hey, time I come through. Got my eat out. If you want smoke, ain't nothing we got speak about. See you with that red flag on with that beep out. Punch you in your face. Knock your teeth out. Hey, time I come through, got my heat up. If you want smoke, ain't nothing we got speak about. See you with that red flag on, with that be bop. Don't, 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 your hood up. Bang! How you try to wreck the hood? You ain't even dang! Don't, 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 your hood up. Bang!